0: Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon.
1: Here on Money FM 89.3, I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon. Gilead Sciences reveals results from a study that have found that a majority of Singaporeans are generally apathetic towards liver health. Despite concerted efforts by the government and public health in promoting liver care among the general population, the study further revealed that there is an urgent, unmet need for better public health education efforts to boost awareness and knowledge of liver disease development. We speak with Singapore's leading liver disease expert next on Health Suites with Money FM 89.3.
0: Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3.
1: Welcome into Health HealthSuites on FM, 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon. Joining me on the phone is Professor Tan Chi Kiet, Senior Consultant, Department of Gastroenterology and Hepatology, Singapore General Hospital. Prof Tan, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Clarissa.
1: Now, could you outline some of the key observations of this study that we're talking about now, published in the Journal of Gastroenterology, and Hepatology, which you co-authored.
0: Yes, uh, thank you for this opportunity. Yes, the the main observations of this study is that um, because the study was really a survey of our Singapore public's knowledge and awareness about liver-related health and diseases, and the main findings are that uh, overall, uh, we find that uh, our general population's knowledge about liver-related health and disease uh, are less than ideal. For example, right, we found that more than half of the general population that we surveyed did not recognize the fact that viral hepatitis or you know hepatitis B and all that can actually lead on to failure of the liver. And um, some other uh, misperceptions that we found that are worrisome is that more than half of the public is also not aware that the hepatitis B transmission, the way that hepatitis B is transmitted, I think that's an important piece of knowledge, mm-hmm. but uh, more than half then misunderstood that. In fact, more than half of 66% actually, to be exact, said that consuming contaminated food, for example, raw seafood, can transmit hepatitis B. Well, that is actually uh, mixed up with hepatitis A, you know, the other common hepatitis that we have. So hepatitis B really is not transmitted through contaminated food, or figure or a root hepatitis B is transmitted through, uh, through blood you know, sharing and blood mixing and all that. Besides the transmission and all that' so, we also found that there was insufficient knowledge around the disease management itself. Some of the patients who diagnosed with liver disease actually did not avail themselves of medical treatment. They did not go for no regular checkups or subsequently. These are some of the main findings that we have that we felt should be addressed.
1: Okay, there's actually a lot there to unpack. first of all, the misconceptions and and the mixing up between the different kinds of hepatitis. Yes. To be honest, before I started doing the research on uh, this conversation that we were going to have, I also had the misconception of, oh, it's it's bad sea hum.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, but CM is hepatitis A. Yes, <laughs> right.
1: So I think I think you're right on the on the front that there perhaps is is a, a lack in understanding, a lack of education. But how much of that lack of understanding is a lack of education, and how much of that understanding is we actually don't want to know? And and the reason I say that is, in Singapore, liver cancer ranked as the second most cancer causing mortality. Liver cirrhosis attributes to zero point nine percent of death ranked within the top 20 causes of years of life lost due to disease, yet there's this disconnect between the reality of these numbers and the concern most of us have for liver conditions until we ourselves are directly impacted. Why do you think that is?
0: Yeah, I think you have raised a very important point, right? I mean such a important disease, why is it there's still uh, like not too much concern about it by the public? I think the main reason for that is that uh, by and large, uh, liver disease especially things like viral hepatitis, are silent diseases in the sense that when they are early, they actually do not have any symptoms and the patient feels well. And a lot of times when we see patients, by the time they experience unwellness or illness, it's advanced. So I think this is one of the main reasons why people do not have this connection between the liver disease and hepatitis.
1: Right. Okay. So because we feel fine, by the time we are actually sick, you're saying the disease is actually quite advanced.
0: Yes. I mean, I even have patients who actually know that they have hepatitis B, but because they feel fine, they say, I don't need to see a doctor. You know, I'm fine. Sure, I have hepatitis B, but I'm fine. But the truth is that, you know, the disease is silent and by the time it gathers uh, momentum and starts causing cumulative injury sometimes can be a bit late and some patients even present with cancer at the very outset. Yeah,
1: Right, okay. Now, something else you found that was quite dismaying about the general apathy of Singaporeans towards liver health, particularly among the young, those aged 25 and below. That sounds worrying to me as a parent of children who are in this age group. Is it a particularly worry that those aged 25 and below seem unconcerned?
0: I think it's very in the sense that they seem unconcerned, but I think more importantly is for us to educate them and make them sure you're young, you're well, but liver disease, you know, especially hepatitis B, can affect the young. In fact, hepatitis B is something that runs within the family because it's transmitted from the mother to, to the child. So basically, uh, I mean, in other words, literally, babies are born with hepatitis B. So that's as young as you can get, right, at childbirth. So uh, young people must realize that. And just because they feel well doesn't mean they can't have any of these diseases. I think minimally they should at least get themselves checked once, you know, to see whether they're carriers. If they're not carriers, they can protect themselves. Of course, we have a universal hepatitis B vaccination program since the 1980s. So that helps a lot. But nevertheless, it is useful for the young to know that, you know, these are diseases starting from the childhood and that they can be very well until it's too late.
1: Let's go back to the misconceptions Singaporeans have about the risk factors and the complications of viral hepatitis. Now, I assume these misconceptions are dangerous because they're misconceptions. And if you have a mistaken idea, you might not get the treatment you need as early as you should get them. What do you think are the risk factors and complications of these misconceptions?
0: I think the the main risk factor is that uh, we must realise that Hepatitis B can exist within families, like I mentioned earlier. Right. There's something transmitted from the mother to a child. Mm-hmm. So I think the most important concept to have is this. And so once anyone, the family has a hepatitis B or in fact any liver disease, it is prudent that the rest of the family be made aware and that they go see, you know, just go to the polyclinic or the GP has some simple tests and you will know whether you have the Disease or not, because as we say, it can coexist within family members, right? So, I think that's the most important. And of course, what's the impetus to do that? So, the impetus to do that would be we know that it's a silent disease and it can get worse and it can present with very drastic sequelae, right? And we also know now we have wonderful medicine that can control the disease and retard progression. So, everything is in place, you know, all it needs is some education and for people to prepare themselves to get themselves checked.
1: Okay, so help me understand. You said it can pass from a mother to a child at childbirth. Yes. Right. But we also have a universal vaccination program. Yes. It's not hard to see the the hop, skip, and jump that yes. someone young, some young adult will make. Oh, but I'm vaccinated against it. I'm yes. fine. I'm protected. Yeah. Is that not the case?
0: Yes. I think that's a, a very common uh, scenario that you have just painted. Mm-hmm. Well, vaccination is wonderful, but we must know it is uh, never 100%. And being such a serious disease and being a risk factor present in the family, I I guess it doesn't hurt to go for a test, you know, just a simple test, and we will know straight away whether the family member is also affected, notwithstanding, you know, vaccination and all that.
1: Okay, so if we have had the vaccination. When is it given at at, uh, young
0: childhood? At childbirth. Oh,
1: at childbirth. Okay, so it's given at at childbirth. Yeah,
0: childbirth, yes.
1: Are there booster shots along the way as you age?
0: Studies have shown there's no necessity for booster shots, but the initial cause of vaccination consists of three doses. Mm-hmm. You must complete all three to be complete in the vaccination. Subsequently, there is no uh, indication for need for boosters uh, by and large. Yeah.
1: Alright, now if somebody isn't um, engaging in risky activity that might be linked to this type of hepatitis, would they be thinking, then I'm safe, I don't have to test myself? Or should everybody at some point in their lives maybe test for this.
0: Well, yeah, you're right in the sense that if someone is not at risk occupation or does not engage in at-risk behavior, mm-hmm. they will be at uh, the lowest risk of getting the disease. But as we mentioned, earlier, it's just a simple blood test. I think it's worthwhile to have everyone actually to just have it checked regardless of your risk factor. But this is very common. In fact, as long as you go for health screening, be it by the GP or polyclinic, any health screening package now will always include a screening for hepatitis B.
1: All right, okay. That's good to know. Yes. One of the highlighted findings from the study, I thought personally that was rather alarming, was that among those who have been diagnosed with liver disease, 44% still do not seek treatment. And they cite cost or preference for traditional medicine over Western medicine as some of their more common reasons. Could you explain to us why this might be the case and what needs to be done, in your opinion, to encourage more to seek medical or Western medicine treatment?
0: Yeah, I think they face first. First point that lead to this is that as as we mentioned, people who initially have the disease uh, it's a silent disease. So right. they may know that they have hepatitis B, but they feel perfectly well. They can work, and some of them say, "I don't engage, I don't smoke, I don't drink, you know, I don't have unhealthy lifestyle." But that really doesn't protect you from hepatitis B. You know, I mean, that protects you from other stuff, but not hepatitis B. Sure. So I think the first fix is that people know they have it, but because they felt well, they feel that there's no necessity to to see doctors or go for a regular checkup. Uh, and they also feel that there is, a lot of them have this concept that there's no treatment because that used to be in the recent past. But now we do have very effective treatment. And like we say, because it's a silent disease, we really want to pick up, diagnose progression of the disease very early, even before you feel it, you know. I mean, by the time you feel it, it's often too late. So uh, patients with hepatitis B must be educated and they must be aware that uh, regardless of how well they feel, they should see a doctor regularly. In fact, the ministry recommends every six months minimally to at least check on your liver status, make sure all is well and good. And if there is a need to be treated, we have wonderful medicine very simple tablet, just once a day. Not everyone with hepatitis B needs to be treated. I mean, the doctor will know what to do. No, they will know assess whether you need treatment or not. And well, those who need treatment, it's really very simple treatment, just one tablet a day. And all this treatment is subsidized by the government already. So it's not expensive, you know. And because hepatitis B is such a common disease in Singapore, all our hospitals have have doctors there who are well-trained to handle and to treat and manage hepatitis B. Treatment is, expert help is so readily available really in Singapore. So it is up to the patient actually now to go and seek medical attention or just have, even just have follow-up when they have hepatitis B.
1: So basically, what you're saying is there's no excuse. It's it's we're getting supported. It's a cost; it's not a barrier.
0: Yeah, um, subsidized. You know, subsidized care is there. Yes.
1: Okay. Let's talk about. You know, you brought up screening several times. Screening, prevention, and control of hepatitis. Is there a an age that would be a good time for us to actually consider screening if we've not had our annual screening, or is it done when when we apply for a new job, for example?
0: I'm not exactly sure about it, but certainly certain professions actually screen for hepatitis B. I mean, I'm in healthcare, so I mean, for example, all all new healthcare, uh, those who want to join healthcare industry, they will definitely be screened for hepatitis B. Mm -hmm. And uh, I say all health screening package actually does screen for hepatitis B as well. I think minimally, at least those with a family history of hepatitis B should be screened early. I think that's the most, that's the minimum, you know.
1: All right. Now, before we let you go, could you give us your thoughts on how realistic a target 2030 is for the elimination of viral hepatitis? At least for us here in Singapore, it's a WHO target. But how realistic is it for us here in Singapore?
0: I'm glad you brought this up. Yes, WHO has set up 2030 as a worldwide target for elimination of viral hepatitis. But just to qualify the, the meaning of what they meant by elimination, it is not to eradicate hepatitis be from the face of the earth like smallpox you know that it's a bit tough I think in Singapore, we are probably able to be on the way there. It's just 10 years later. let like say our hepatitis B rate is already quite low because of our universal vaccination. Mm-hmm. So to pick up the rest is really just, you know, it's uh, the members, the individuals themselves play a role. I mean, if you have hepatitis B, you should inform your family. That's the highest chance of getting hepatitis B. The other population at risk of hepatitis B are the patients on dialysis and all that. But that has been taken care of because the dialysis center we will always screen them for that, so I think we have pretty much ring thanks, uh, which is now really up to the individual within families to to you know to alert family members and as for treatment, as long as everyone goes to see a doctor, like I say every every clinic, every hospital in Singapore is well able to handle this disease of hepatitis B as long as you go see a doctor and if you need treatment, you will receive the treatment because the treatment is is simple and subsidized. So I think we hopefully we should be able to achieve that target, yes.
1: Sounds quite realistic though.
0: Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's quite realistic. I mean, it needs action, right? Right. It's not going to come by itself. It needs action.
1: It It needs action from all of us.
0: Yes, it needs action from everyone, yes.
1: All right. We've been speaking with Professor Tan Chi Kiet, senior consultant, Department of Gastroenterology and Hepatology, Singapore General Hospital, Singapore's leading liver disease expert. Prof Tan, we appreciate the time very much. It's been very educational for me. Thank you. I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon. This is Money FM 89.3, Singapore's most influential radio station. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg.